Do I have to do another edition of the newsletter and podcast today? Couldn't I just do nothing at all in the hopes that somehow everything gets accomplished anyway? The answers are yes and then no. This is Fight Procrastination Day, and a lifetime has taught me it's important to tackle tasks as swiftly as possible before they transform into unslayable gargantuans. So this edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement can be seen as the completion of at least a side quest. I'm Sean Tubbs. On today's program, a framework is now in place for the creation and implementation of Charlottesville's next strategic plan. A public-private partnership is awarded $60,000 to help revitalize businesses in Standardsville. Want to make a television show? An open house is coming up on info on how to do so for Charlottesville Public Access. The Center at Belvedere honors an outgoing director with an endowment. The City of Charlottesville has hired a communications and public engagement director. And City Manager Sam Sanders addresses efforts to sway the outcome of a study on alternative fuels for public transportation. today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out. The temperature gauge and humidity still say summer, but schools have been open a week now, so fall is approaching. Friends of Downtown Mall are thinking ahead to activities in the Downtown Mall as the nights grow longer. Here is some of what to expect. This Friday from 4 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. is the Coca-Cola Block Party to celebrate the new ghost mural in Central Place. There's a membership drive coming up on September 22nd for those who want to get involved with all of the happenings on the mall this fall. Doggy Halloween and Downtown Safe Halloween are only two months from now, and it's not too early to think about the holidays and magic on the mall coming up Thanksgiving through Christmas. Thank you to friends of the Downtown Seaville for this shout out. Charlottesville City Council have adopted the outline of a document intended to guide the work of hundreds of municipal employees through 2028. Here is City Manager Sam Sanders at the 4 p.m. work session from the September 5th meeting of City Council. This is uh, some long, hard work that we've been uh, working with the Raftelis group to get done. A strategic plan is a set of directives used by localities to guide the work that staff conducts and investments that are made in big projects. Charlottesville has been working off an older document after development of a new one stalled in 2021. The city hired the Raftelis Group earlier this year to do the work. That has involved a lot of conversations with staff as well as a council retreat in May. Here's Michelle Ferguson of the Raftelis Group. In the conversation, it was very clear that um, that justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion were truly core values to all of the work that this organization engages in. The framework has a vision and nine strategic outcome areas that will eventually have specific strategies in place. Ferguson said work on JEDI issues could be seen as a tenth outcome area of its own. Those strategic outcome areas are climate action, economic prosperity, education, housing, organizational excellence, partnerships, public safety, recreation, arts and culture, and transportation. Each outcome area has its own description. Take a look at the image for those words. The new plan will cover the next five years. It gives staff the ability to work on implementation, so immediately upon your adoption of this matter later this evening, we will begin to operationalize it. 
Sanders said adoption of the framework would be the beginning of the plan and that council can always shift direction if so desired. This is really how you set the vision and then we as staff will take it from there. However, the plan is not quite yet complete and strategies have yet to be formally written down. While this may not be all of the plan, um, I would uh, submit that it is, however, the most important parts of the plan because um, the framework that you all have outlined really includes um, the key direction. That's really the vision. Where does the community want to be? Where do you want the community to be over the next five years? Sanders said the city will need to rehire the Raftelis group to continue their work as their original scope has concluded. The new city manager also said he would create his own work plan that would be tied directly to the strategic plan. So I'm going to live by this document, and then the team will be expected to live by this document. Vice Mayor Juan Diego Wade said there was one item he wanted to make sure was covered somewhere in the strategic plan. The word food equity should be included. It's, I'm just you know, seeing more and more reports about how that, that you know inflation is really impacting that. And, and, and our effort last time played a big role in organizations like Cultivate Charlottesville and things like that. Wade said that would help such groups with grants for specific programs. City Councilor Michael Payne said he thought food equity might have a spot under one of the nine outcome areas as they are broad categories. I think food equity could even be under economic prosperity, under a strategy for community wealth building, which I know is how Cultivate Charlottesville has explicitly thought about it. Following the presentation, City Councilor Leah Perrier wanted to know how work towards justice, equity, diversity and inclusion would be measured. Sanders said that was one of the items that needed more work. What we will bring to you will be satisfactory in that we will break down uh, what is made up in that particular commitment as we see as operational things that can be done. And then, of course, it then falls under each of the nine categories. Mayor Lloyd Snook said he tried to determine if there was any order of ranking among the nine strategic outcome areas, an exercise that was inconclusive. One of the nice things about this was that it really wasn't capable of, of you know, calling one, two, three, four, five, six. But the one that was at, at the absolute center was organizational excellence. And that if we do, in fact, achieve that goal, the other eight become much more possible. Later on in the meeting, Council adopted the strategic plan, and we'll see what the strategies are as we go forward. A public-private partnership that seeks to nurture the business community in Greene County's only town will receive $60,000 from the state government for a project called Community Business Launch 2024. The funding from the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development will go to a group called Standardsville Area Revitalization. Here's a press release from Governor Glenn Youngkin's office that was sent out on Tuesday. Community business launch projects train entrepreneurs and small business owners on business planning practices, culminating in a group of finalists pitching their ideas to a panel of judges with winners receiving grant funding and support services from the community to kickstart their new venture. According to their website, Standardsville Area Revitalization has received over $3.1 million in grants over the years to support projects and has raised over a half million in local funds for required matches. 
News of the award is part of a greater announcement of over $2.9 billion in small business development and community revitalization projects across the Commonwealth. It's also only one of two projects announced in the Thomas Jefferson Planning District. The other is the Louisa Forward Foundation. They will receive $15,000 for a wayfinding project from the Virginia Main Street Community Vitality Grant Program. Other community business launch grants across the Commonwealth include $100,000 for the Lynchburg Business Association, $100,000 for the Metropolitan Business League Partnership, $60,000 for the City of Covington, and $50,000 apiece for the Town of Waverly and the Town of Wise. The Stanton Downtown Development Association received $20,000 for the Central Avenue Project from the Virginia Main Street Downtown Investment Grant Program. The Waynesboro Economic Development Authority has been awarded $100,000 for a project called Resurgence 2 2024. For the full list of grant recipients, there's a link in the newsletter. Have you ever wanted to try your hand at creating your own television show? If so, there's an upcoming opportunity to learn how from a member-based organization with ties to the city of Charlottesville. Here is City Councilor Michael Payne making an announcement at the beginning of the September 5th, 2023 City Council meeting. The Charlottesville Community Media Center will hold an open house on Saturday, September 23rd from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. inside York Place on the downtown mall. Payne is one of the CCMC hosts with a show that's called Community Matters that featured an interview with city manager Sam Sanders in episode 7. Other shows include Breaking the Chain with June Bates and the Reverend Dr. Lehman D. Bates II, the Blue Ridge Barn Dance with Brandon Wayne and his Lonesome Drifters, Let's Talk with Nicole Dickerson, June Bates, and Sharika Turner. Save the Nation with former City Council candidate John Edward Hall and the Rivanna Review with Robert Bocheron. There are several other programs. The Charlottesville Community Media Center, or CCMC, serves as the home of Charlottesville Public Access Television, and the mission is to encourage, encourage and inspire community expression by offering resources to create and distribute media that celebrates art, education, cultural exchange, achievement, and social awareness. The Open House will be a two-hour live broadcast on public access television that will be hosted by Andrea Copeland. She's a longtime CCMC host and a top official at the Charlottesville Regional Chamber of Commerce. In his 24 years of work as the executive director at the Center at Belvedere, Peter Thompson has overseen the nonprofit group's mission to promote healthy aging in the community. That work included a move from operations on Hillsdale Drive to a new facility in Belvedere. Now, the organization has announced they will create an endowment in Thompson's honor that will promote professional development, as well as maintenance for the relatively new building. Christine Thalwitz is the president of the center's board of directors, and she said that Thompson's vision and enthusiasm inspired the center community to support the construction of the center at Belvedere. Now, the entity is hoping to raise $100,000 in funds for the Peter M. Thompson Endowment for Capital Renewal and Professional Development. The first part will allow the center to begin setting aside money to pay for items that may need replacing sometime in the mid-2030s. The second part of the endowment will go to help staff who want to gain new skills or otherwise improve their professional service. You can learn more about this in a link in the newsletter.
But you are listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and in today's second Patreon field shout-out, mark your calendar for the fourth annual Rivanna River Roundup on Saturday, September 16th. Volunteers of all ages can participate in a community-wide cleanup across more than a dozen sites in the Rivanna River watershed, cleaning litter from our rivers and streams. Registration for the Rivanna River Roundup is now open. Want to know more about the Rivanna River and efforts to keep it clean? Do take a look around rivennariver.org to learn more and to find out how you can get involved. And as we're rounding out this particular shout-out, I want to thank the Rivanna Conservation Alliance for their $25 a month Patreon shout-out. There's only a little bit of time left that I'm going to offer shout-outs at that level because this particular newsletter gets a lot of people reading it and a lot of people clicking. So one day... Maybe it's worth more than $25. I don't know. I just know that I'm really glad that a lot of different groups support this work, and I'm glad that you support it by listening. Two more segments to go today. There have been many vacant positions in Charlottesville City Government over the past years, and on September 5th, newly appointed City Manager Sam Sanders announced that a key position has been filled. I'm so happy to finally be able to announce that the city has a Director of Communications and Public Engagement. Her name is Afton Schneider. According to Schneider's LinkedIn profile, she spent the last several years at a company called Inviva that works in wood pellets with the last as a senior manager for brand strategy and communications. She's also worked for Boeing and Goldman Sachs and has a degree from the University of Lynchburg. Schneider starts work today in the position. The last person to hold that job was Brian Wheeler, who left city government in 2021. Wheeler had entered city government in January of 2018, just after he left Charlottesville tomorrow, where he had been my boss for 11 years. In a democracy, there are many forces that seek to influence decisions that get made. That includes nonprofit advocacy groups, such as the Community Climate Collaborative, which has a current campaign underway to direct the outcome of a current study. Here is a section from the second paragraph of a letter that they've written to city council for which the group is seeking signatures to support one option for fuel technology. The impending City Council vote to determine the alternative fuel technology for Charlottesville area transit demands our unwavering attention. What the letter does not tell you is the date for that impending vote, nor the fact that no vote will come until after a study by the firm Kimley Horn is completed. Council last got an update on that study in July, and Sanders addressed the campaign in his report on September 5th. I know it is a very hot-button issue that uh, individuals are very supportive of the idea that our transit system can convert to battery electric buses. I just want to remind everyone that um, no decision has been made, no recommendation has been offered, the work is still being done. Sanders said there are federal guidelines related to procurement that have to be followed. He urged people to be patient while all of the information is being put together. So it is our expectation that Kimberly Horn will be coming back with our CAT leadership team uh, offering what they consider to be recommendations. Sanders said the goal is to have that presentation in October, but the date has not yet been confirmed. He reminded council that transportation staff have been working on efforts to provide bus service as the school year got underway.
now we're at the end of number 573. Anything you see in front of you has a story behind it, and that story has a story behind that, and so on and so on, until you step back far enough to either see a mosaic or a fractal, depending on how you perceive complexity. Every edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement is my attempt to try to bring order to the chaos I see in front of me. And I'm glad you're along for this experiment in municipal journalism, perhaps the least sexy version there is, but I quite like it. And there are hundreds of you who like it enough to pay for it, a number dwarfed by circulation figures for local newspapers, but a number that has been growing steadily over the past three years. In those three years, I've written about strategic plans, transit fuel options, and as much as I can about what's happening or not happening. And uh, you know what? Let's get on to 574, shall we? Hooray! Break!